I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wiley from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Breaknell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Biggie from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Parry. I am Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us once again. And uh, today we get to chat to another one of the members of our online coaching platform. Rory McGurk joins us. Uh, Rory's got uh, a Comrades and Two Oceans uh, green number. And we'll talk a little bit about some of his goals in the weeks and months to come. He's running Tokyo Marathon and then uh, aiming for another Chet Sainsbury medal. Uh, at uh, Two Oceans in 2019. It's gone through a bit of a slump, and uh, I think a lot of it's got to do with motivation, but uh, we'll chat to him uh, and Coach Marcus on today's podcast. That's all coming up. Uh, And also, don't forget, uh, if you'd like to win yourself four weeks' access to uh, the Coach Parry online training platform, all you need to do is uh, tell us about your biogen journey, okay? Uh, Tell us what you're training for, what you are trying to do, uh, just use the hashtag Biogen Journey on the socials and we'll pick it up. If you have been following Hobbo's journey, uh, you would have heard him, uh, I think it was on last week's podcast or the week before, in the build-up to the jo- Joburg Ultra Tri, the My Way Triathlon that took place at Cradle Moon uh, up in Johannesburg this past weekend. Hobbo did his first triathlon. He did the sprint uh, and he did blooming fantastically so the first one under the belt in his build-up to the half ironman in durban uh next june so hobo definitely well on his way he had a bit of a bender uh, a few weeks ago and uh lost focus and uh, got off track but uh he is back on the wagon so congrats to hobo as well you can uh, check out byjan on social media uh if you'd like to check those videos out as well fantastic fantastic effort uh and i'll give you all the details uh coming up at the end of this podcast as well how you can get onto the coach perry online training platform but enough of me yakking uh let's touch base with marcus and rory Cool, we head to uh, Double Whammy in Pretoria today, and we've got uh, one of our coaches on the line, Marcus Vanikat. Marcus, uh, nice to catch up once again. Hey, Brad. Thank you so much. And uh, we've got uh, one of the members of our online running community, Rory McGurk, with us as well. Rory, how's it? Very well, thanks for yourself, Brad. Very, very good. So, Rory, the reason we have today is for you. We're going to try and uh, sort of put a plan together and help you out as best we can. Tell me, for, for those who don't know you and uh, don't know anything about your sort of background, tell me a little bit about you from a running perspective. How did you how did you get into the sport? How long have you been running? That sort of thing. Um, yeah, I started running about 12, 13 years ago, Brad. Um, then I just picked up a pair of shoes, went out for a run one day, sort of enjoyed it. I always used to run cross-country in high school, so I always enjoyed running. But after school, I just sort of left it and went basically to gym. And, you know, one day I just, like I said, put on a pair of tackies and went out for a run. I enjoyed it so much. Um, I started looking for a race to do. Um, and I, I think I did a 10K race at the, the Wally. And from there, I was looking for a 21. And um, I bumped into an old friend at a road race, and he said he was a member of a local cab, Wingate in Pretoria, and I should come down and... And I went down there, all of them were into running comrades and oceans and only down and those kinds of races. So I got dragged into that as well <laughs> for my trouble. It sounds like you struggle with peer pressure, or you got sucked into comrades. Yeah, well, I suppose it's always <laughs> a dream that you want to have and you want to do. So it was always there in the back of my mind, but I thought it sort of passed me by with luck because 
I just never, never really went on with running. But yeah, maybe starting a bit later in my mid-30s was a good thing. You know, I was, the body was more settled um, and I was more ready for it. Also, I, I, I tried to play football after school and I had problems with my knees and dislocated both patellas. So, you know, I was always that concern with the legs. How would the joints, the knee joints handle running? But it, it actually helped me. It strengthened the, the joints, it strengthened the muscles, and it's actually been the best thing ever. So, so how many comrades have you done now? I've done 10. I did my 10th one in 2017. I took the year off this year. I went to go and second my wife on her third comrade. So the bug is spread into the household a bit further as well. I love that. And so many people say that's it. Like, especially when they get to five or six comrades, they're like, you know what? I am over this. I'm running 10 and that's it. I'm not going to do another one. Uh, I'm guessing you are not planning on stopping at 10 that you, you're going to go back and cause you can't, you can't just have a green number at home, Rory. Nobody gets to see it. You've got to run in it. Yeah, that's what everybody says, um, <laughs> and I agree. Um, I just uh, my, my running just sort of hit a bit of a wall, and I struggled a lot after my tenth one. It might have been motivation, a couple of things like that. And I just knew that I needed to take a break from the race. Um, but I, I definitely will be back, but uh, not next year. Probably the year the year after. But, but that's the cool thing, Rory, is, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. When, when you're working towards 10 comrades, you've obviously always got this goal and you're working towards something. And sometimes you get to the point where you are hutful. It's like, you know what? I've run 10 comrades. It's a lot. I need something else. Is that where you're at at the moment? Is like you need a different challenge, something else to, to, to get you out of bed in the morning, so to speak? Yeah, I think so, Brad. Um, I've always found comrades a little bit tough distance-wise for me. That last 20, 30 case that the people talk about were, you know, I definitely, relative to my ability, didn't perform, I felt. Um, and I had a lot of hydration issues. I got nauseous through, I ended up in medical tents, ended up in the hospital once. And, you know, whereas when I would run two oceans, it was perfectly in my sweet spot. I ran like 10, two oceans in a row as well. I got, there's the other thing, I got my blue number and then my green number months apart. And, I think after that, you're kind of demotivated in a way. You know, it's a long time in the making. And, yeah, I think I just took a bit of a backseat and, and started looking at running from a different point of view. Um, and I've actually switched from being basically just a runner to um, a more rounded person now. I'm doing strength training um, and I'm doing the running. And I'm finding from a health point of view that I feel a lot better. So what, what are you working towards at the moment? What are, what are some of the goals? Um, oceans I've carried on with. I, I would love to do 22 oceans. Um, going for my 12th one this year. Um, I had a bit of a horror run last year. I went from running eight Sainsbury's in a row to running a blue medal. Uh, there were mitigating circumstances to it, but it was still a very poor performance. So I'm determined to come back stronger and, and run the Sainsbury again next year. I mean, you're talking Sainsbury's, and I know your comrades' times are. You, you, you're, you're a machine, Rory. I mean, you, you're not a, you're not a mug. Uh, you've got some ability. Yeah, I, I train hard. I don't, you know, I get a, a training program. I follow a training program. I do the mileage. I don't think I've ever gone into a, a big race undercooked or underprepared. Maybe a little bit of a cold once or twice, but never undertrained. I've always felt that. Like trained properly for two oceans and even comrades I always felt every time I pitched up I trained well I'd done enough mileage I'd done enough quality 
but just on the day with comrades, yes, I got uh, hiding more, t- more often than mine. <laughs> <laughs> that race is that race is definitely a beast. And you talk about going in underdone. There's no hiding comrades. I mean, you can you can yeah. fudge a marathon, and I know our international listeners are going, oh, I don't know about fudging a marathon, but you can fudge a yeah. marathon, and you can possibly fudge. Uh, a, a sort of 50k but uh if, if you haven't done the work comrades will show you up in that final third it's uh it's not pretty no absolutely and i think if i'm brutally honest it's the long runs where i came short uh, i didn't do them consistently enough well enough you know you go do a 21 but you actually needed to do 26 27 that day and you end up just doing the half marathon and those those five or six k's are actually crucial because it's running on those tired sore legs so yeah, absolutely. Well, Rory, I'm going to hand you over to Marcus now. Ooh, every time we do one of these calls, we send through like a questionnaire to get a bit of a, a running background. Marcus has got yours. I, I'm uh, involved with Coach Barry because I'm good at talking. Uh, as far as coaching goes, Marcus is the man, uh, along with Lindsay on the running side of things. So Marcus, just your take on, on that questionnaire and, and some of uh, sort of Rory's background. I know you've worked closely with Rory uh, in, in the past as well. What, what, what are some of your thoughts there? And then let's get into some of the questions that you've got for Rory and some of the questions that Rory's got for you. Ooh, thanks, Brad. Yeah, Rory, so um, obviously working with you in the past is, is, uh, obviously makes this much easier. Um, yes. I remember the last time, uh, well, the, yeah, literally the last time we spoke, it was your motivation that tended to uh, mm-hmm. do a fade every now and then. And I mean, just listening to your pedigree again, it doesn't doesn't really surprise me. Um, you know, with twenty, you said twelve oceans and, and ten comrades. Yeah. The fact that you train consistently and the fact that you uh, that you've done it for so many years consecutively, it, to me, it's only natural that you start you know losing motivation. And I, I just think the wind's a bit of, out of the sails. But um, I like the idea that you're going to do Tokyo Marathon just for the for the plain reason that uh, it. You, one needs to do stuff like that. You need to experience different cultures. Still, still take what you like and what you're fond of doing, but go and experience it in different ways. Um, I, have, I had a few, a few people running New York this year, and they absolutely loved it. Um, and 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 if you if you can if you're in the position to, to go and do things like that, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I mean, having a look at your at your questionnaire, your old times, your better times, as you refer to them, 2016, 2017 season compared to, to, to what you currently run, there's no real major difference. So I think it was just a matter of, once again, just yeah. shifting the focus slightly. Um, yeah. But I think now with, with Tokyo, you know, as a carrot in front of your nose to chase, I think I think that's a good thing. Um, I just want to find out from you, what would your goal be for Tokyo? Um, but before then, the, the, the training that you submitted in your, your weekly training schedule, um, is that pretty much what you've been doing over the last few months still? Um, or is that just a, a, an average if you're in a full training season? I, I think that's an average for the year. So it does vary. Um, yeah, I definitely, it does pick up towards, you know, like an Oceans or a Comrades. Um, okay. But typically what I've been doing, um, Marcus, is um, after Comrades, I would take some time to recover and then I would focus on running a fast 10K. Okay. Um, because that high mileage stuff, you know, it takes a, it takes a, it takes its toll, but it can steal a bit of the joy of running. So For sure. I like running fast. I like, you know, <laughs> feeling, uh, you know, I'm on the edge of it. And with comrades and oceans, you, you can't really do that. That's a different type of race. So I love to to try and thrash out a fast 10k, a fast 21k after comrades, and then round about now, beginning November, I start focusing on oceans, and that's typically what I've done. I would train for oceans, and then I would just convert to comrades from there. In, in years gone by. So my big 
Coca-Cola at the moment. My big focus is is two oceans. So I'm focused. um, I'm 20 weeks out, and um, you know I'm planning on that 20 weeks. And Tokyo is a building block for that. My wife and I started doing marathons overseas, and we're very privileged to do that. Um, we run at different places. Um, so what we do when we go overseas, we tour and we run, we do the race. There's no pressure. We have fun. It's just a long training. Okay. Um, so basically, so, so there's no specific goal for Tokyo. It's just to experience it with your wife. Just to, yeah, we've actually got a goal. We want to run the World Marathon Majors together. We've managed to do two. This will be the third one. And we've done them from start to finish. And that's our plan to do all six from start to finish, if possible. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, Rory, and uh, and w- what is your goal for, for Oceans? I, my best times are 4.38. Uh, I think it was about 2014, if I'm guessing. Um, I'd be happy to come in at 4.55 next year, but if I'm the competitive side of me would like to push close to that 4.38, if at all possible, maybe even dip below it. Okay. Okay. And And what's your most recent race that you've run? I ran a 21k race here in Pretoria. It was very quiet because everybody was off at Corps or Whip. Um, it was a 21 uh, in Rittendale, so it's relatively flat area, similar yeah. to McCarthy Toyota kind of profile. I ran a 135. Okay, perfect. Let me quick that out. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that already takes you to a 319 marathon. Uh, let yeah. me just write you. I ran, I ran Cape Town Marathon, Marcus, um, uh, in September. Okay, um, and what was that time? I ran really well up until about 35, 36 kilometers, and, and then I started cramping, which is something that doesn't typically happen to me. Okay. Um, and so when I was on target for 3 hour 30, I ended up running 3.40. So it was still a very good, reasonable run. I think I had that fitness when I went into this 21. So okay. that's a lot of this 21 that I could really push the whole distance. Okay. And if you say if you say that fitness, obviously not running comrades this year, what did what did your training look like? I, I, yeah, I, not running comrades. Um, we traveled after two oceans and it was a bit hectic. We actually ended up doing two oceans, Paris Marathon and Boston Marathon, three weeks in a row. Wow. Um, to train for that, we did um, – we did uh, two marathons here in Pretoria plus the Sunrise Monster three weeks in a row. So I think yes. my body was pretty slammed by the time I got back from that trip. Um, okay. I just took a bit of time off and then I started training for Cape Town Marathon uh, with the idea that I wanted to try get back to what I thought was better running for, for myself because I really I had a horrific year. I ran over six out two oceans and I had a terrible marathon attacks. I got sick. I had a terrible marathon. Uh, 32 in the springs, I got sick. I just really had a terrible year. Even the McCarthy Tota, you know, I struggled to break five minutes. Okay, I just, the whole beginning of this year was horrific for me from a running point of view. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I went for a lot of medical tests and stuff. Um, and I actually found out about high blood pressure, which I didn't realize. Um, so oh, okay. I've been on medication now for about three or four months. And I must say, I don't know if it's the medication. I don't know if it's the fact that I'm doing strength training, worth running, bringing a bit of balance into the thing. But my running is definitely returning to to what it was, say, at eighteen months, two years ago. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, Rory, based on your based on your um, your your weekly training schedule, I mean, running for five days in a week is is really good going. Um, so, so generally, what I like to do is um, for your shorter races, and I'd say almost up to a marathon. But because of your running history, 
um, we can possibly play around with, with even going to two um, strength sessions in a week or two speed sessions in a week. So one would be a tempo run. The other one would be, so So generally I do a, an easier run on a Monday coming off your long run on a Sunday. Okay, in yeah. your case, you're going to rest on a Monday, uh, on a Sunday, but we can still do a, a easy-ish run on a, on a Monday just yeah. to get the legs going, uh, just to get the blood flowing, uh, you know, before your speed session on a Tuesday. Generally, we do a semi, semi long run on a Wednesday. And then Thursday again, we, we uh, do a, either if we've done a tempo session on the Tuesday, we do a speed session on the Thursday. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, rest day on a Friday mm-hmm. and then a long run on the Saturday. And what I like to do is if, if I've done two, if you've done two tempo sessions on a Thursday and a, and a, um, and a, on a Tuesday and a Thursday, um, I just give a normal long run. But if we've only done, one tempo session on a Tuesday or on a Thursday, preferably on a Tuesday, then I'd like to crank it up to, uh, I, I just call it a race-based effort. So I'd give you uh, a certain duration, usually between 25 to 40 minutes, where I make a person run at their, at their target um, either 21K pace or their target 21K wattage. So depending whether you're just running on a normal watch, uh, with or without the power meter, you know, th- th- those details can be, can be ironed out. But I mean, just to... Um, just to put things into perspective, I just really need to do some calculations here. Um, times. So your, your, your current PB is still 324 for the marathon. No, sorry. I'm working yeah. on, I'm working on the 137 half marathon. Uh, yeah. that's good. So let's work so on that 135 in yeah. Victoria. 128 on the half, I think. 128. Okay, perfect. And when was that run exactly? Uh, that was 2016. I ran 128 that year, and I ran 311 Cape Town that year marathon as well. And I ran a 440 that year. So that was a really, really rock solid year for me. And, and it was the year I got my green, no, the year before I got my green number. Yeah. And, and Rory, what did your training look like then, if, if, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I typically followed something similar to what you do, but with a bit more variety, because I've quite enjoyed variety. Um, there, there was a program, a generic program that I think Old Mutual offered uh, through their website, you know, Sub 4, Sub 5 for Oceans. So I would typically follow a program like that, which would be short hills and tempo running and race pace, pretty much along the lines of what you're describing now. But uh, So not a program I, I designed myself, but just one that I found. Um, and I, I like the variety of it. So, you know, that made it less boring for me. The, the straightforward, easy pace runs I find quite, quite difficult. And the, the long runs, I like the, the ones where there's a bit of speed work or tempo or something just a bit different in the run. Um, okay. It engages my mind more and it's, 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 it's a more enjoyable workout. Um, and how does your, how does your body react to, to, to speed work generally? Um, that's the one issue, Mark, because I, I, I found, uh, and that's why I've started doing strength work, I'm not recovering as well as I used to. Um, and that's why I'm wondering if I, I shouldn't look at, say, I know that some coaches look at a 10-day cycle rather than a 7-day cycle for their older athletes. Uh, and they, they would have a very similar breakup to what you have now. They would have a tempo and they would have a speed or quality session and a long run. But instead of over 7 days, they would do it over 10 days. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know if that's something I should start looking at. I'm approaching 50 rapidly now, and, you know, the body's not the same as, as it was. It can still perform. It just it definitely doesn't recover as quickly um, as it would have previously. Okay. I mean, that's, it's, it's strange that you mentioned that because I work off a 14-day cycle with my triathletes. 
Um, so, so the more advanced the person is, yes, then we can fall onto a four week, um, you know, or three or four week plan. But ideally the 10 or the 14 day cycle is good because it's 10 days on, four days off. If I say four days off, it's not yeah. necessarily off as no activity whatsoever. It's just shorter sessions, easier sessions. It just gives the body time to recover and then basically go on from there as well. So you can yeah. do, um, you know, one can do two, two tempo sessions in, in the first week. Including a, 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 a easy, a long easy run, then one tempo session in the second week, um, and then obviously at the tenth day, then one just turns down the running a bit um, and just build it up from there, or just keep it keep it till the the second Sunday, and then obviously pick it up from there again. It's interesting, yeah. It's just the thought I've been having uh, lately as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, Marcus, you referred to power training there at this stage. It's something I've looked at and. I invested in a stride a few years ago, and I ran with it. And it's interesting data, but it's nothing I've ever specifically trained with um, because I know Garmin has got their own power meters as well within the app, but their, their measurements are vastly different um, yeah. in terms of what they produce. But I suppose it's more about zones rather than actual specific measurements. Yeah, so so it's, it's all about different uh, the different uh, percentages that you train at. So generally your easy runs would be at 70 to, to 80%. Some, depending on the, on the level of uh, experience of my athletes, um, I, I sometimes take them up to 82, 83% for easy runs. Uh, it's just some find it super frustrating to run um, at 80% or less. And then, so basically what it boils down to, when, when one um, calculates your critical power, your critical power is the pace that you, you should realistically be able to hold for 10 kilometers. So okay. if we want to work out your 21K projected wattage, then you times it by 0.95, and that would give you a number. So I don't know if you – can you remember what your critical power is at the moment? No, but I, I, I did a 10K at home the other day. Unfortunately, it wasn't a race, but I, I mean I ran it like a race. I did it in 43 minutes. So, okay. So it's at 4 minutes 12, something like okay. that. Okay. Let, let's say for argument's sake your critical power was 300. Yeah. Well, for that 10k. So, so if we want to work out your, 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 your current based on your critical power, current 21k pace or pretty 21k wattage, you'd have to run at about 285. And then whatever one we want to get to, so, so that's on 10k's. If we want to work at 21, obviously we times it by 0.95, we got to 285. If we want to get to your marathon pace, then we times it by two, uh, by 0.95 again. So 270 would be your go-to. Um, uh, uh, you know, wattage for a marathon. But also keep in mind is, um, when one runs on a hilly route, if you go, if you go uphill, I'd say take or add about five to 10 watts. Um, otherwise you, you, you might just, you know, uh, burn yourself out towards the end of the race. And if you go downhill, you can take five to seven watts off. Otherwise you, sometimes it's just an unrealistic figure to try and stick to, especially if it's quite a steep downhill. You really need to ramp up the pace in order to, um, to stay, stay within the targeted zones. Yes, I understand. Okay, that's very interesting. I've never really looked into this stuff or discussed it with anyone. Um, I just got the device and have been keeping the records, but I've never actually trained with it, but I find it quite interesting. And um, I think it makes a lot more sense than, you know, heart rate zones, which are a lot more variable than in my case. I run at very high heart rates. But once again, there is percentages. But I like the power and the fact, like you say, it, you manage the root profile with the power. Yeah. yeah. And, and what it does too, though, Rory, is it, it gets you to run within yourself early on. Uh, Marcus, yeah. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but 
we see it so often guys go out too hard and then they suffer in the second half because they've done they've basically burnt all their matches in the first half and by sticking to those numbers that Marcus mentioned on the power meter it keeps enough in the tank for later on so that you can sustain those numbers going forward Yes, yeah, I must actually. I think I must experiment with it on a on a race sometime, like a ten or a twenty one. It'll be very interesting to see, you know, set a goal and then try to run within that goal and, and see how it manages. It'll be very interesting to see how I finish the race opposed to how we normally feel. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's obviously one of the uh, well, two of the methods that you can you get the three or six minute um, test. I think there's four different three or six minute tests. Then there's another one that I can't remember. And then there's the 5K estimate and 10K estimate. Your yeah. 5K estimate, um, obviously it calculates it then to a, to a value of what you would be doing on a, on a 10K. But your 10K is directly translated from your time into wattage. And that is your critical power is the power you should be able to hold for, for a 10K. So for instance, I'd make someone do 2K intervals at, or let's say four times 2K intervals at a wattage, let's say 102 to 107 percent. Yes. Um, but still there'll be a nice, a nice solid rest interval between each 2K interval. So obviously there's that, that slight overreaching taking place. 2Ks is also a nice long interval, but once again, you should only be taking, so let's say there's uh, four intervals about halfway through the third one. You should start you know, yes. taking a slight bit of strain, and then the fourth one should be a proper fast-paced session, but it shouldn't be uh, that you can't finish the session at all. Then the wattage is totally too high. Um, but it just gives you a good indication of, of what you're capable of and, and the workload that, that obviously your legs are experiencing. And that, to me, is what makes training on power so effective. I cannot, I cannot tell someone how excited I get when, when, you know, tools like these are available because it makes a massive difference. It really makes a massive difference. Yeah, no, really, really, really interesting. And, and maybe I can run oceans on, on power next year. That would be something interesting to do, especially with... Rory, and, and it, I mean, it, I, we can chat again at a later stage. It's really no, no worry. I mean, I can, I can, when, when we close at the, at the date for oceans, I'm more than willing to help you work out your, your power zones for that race. Um, but not just that. Um, you know, I think uh, if you if you've gone to the actual Stride website, they've got podcasts and, and, and various things where you can get information. The one shortfall that Stride does have is as soon as, uh, let's say for argument's sake, you pick up your shoes in your room, you walk to the lounge, you put them down, put on your socks, drink a quick glass of water. By the time you're out the door, it started recording as soon as you, you, you know, it had enough, um, you know, movement to activate the stride. So it starts recording your run, let's say, argue for argument's sake, five minutes before you start your actual run. So, so that I really don't like about it, but that's why apps like Training Peaks, um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it times it for, it takes a recording from when the actual activity started to where it's ended. It doesn't record, uh, start recording as soon as the motion center uh, is activated. So it'll give you a different reading to what Stride would give you. For that That's it. Yeah. Which is, which is, it, it, it's really not great because Stride also gives you after, you know, how many recorded runs, it starts giving you some tips, um, and all those good things. But, but it's, it's, it's not the most accurate, um, uh, reading that it's working on. Yeah, that's been my perception of it as well. Um, and sometimes the thing doesn't pick up, doesn't work, and then Stride hasn't got your full history. So they're giving you information that's not complete um, yeah. in terms of your training stress scores and all those kind of things. So uh, for me, it's not ultra-reliable. I wouldn't really use it. But I think the idea of, like you say, is understand your critical power, understand your wattage, train with that wattage. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So, so look – 
Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. It's not reliable. Look, I, I train with my stride and I'm 100% committed to the little device because, um, look, I, I, I have a chat to the guys that import into the country and I listen to these podcasts and, and, and I must say the information that I get from there is really valuable. And once you get all that, that kind of information, and obviously I've got, you know, I've built up the necessary knowledge over time. Um, the stuff that I make my athletes do, it's, it's, it's very pinpoint. Um, and it's obviously all based on your, on your critical power. The same as with, you know, with, with how we do cycling, um, uh, cycling activity um i have that the person's ftp or his function threshold power and everything's based on that so what's nice is um by trial and error we've worked out certain sessions that a person can do um and say okay this is a warm-up between 70 and 80 percent or lower than 80 percent um then do like i said four times 2k intervals at 102 to 107 percent of your uh, critical power so so the more you play around with it the more you'll know uh, how effective it really can be but unfortunately the readings that you get from the stride app itself isn't too accurate okay all right so yeah because they give you that improvement page where you look at it and like i say it didn't record my long run it didn't record a time trial yesterday so now it's missing that data and it's not like i can manually input it so that's, unfortunately not. that's coming that, that it has, unfortunately. Yeah. But once again, if you recorded a time trial, you can always, um, uh, just, uh, put in the time that you, that you ran. Yes. And then, uh, I, I don't know, what was the distance of the time trial you ran? It was an 8K time trial. Yeah. But it okay. Was, so if, if, if one converts that to a, to a 10K, um, what was your time yesterday? I'll quickly help you. Yeah. It this. wasn't, it wasn't very good. I wasn't feeling well. It was 41 minutes. So. Okay. Was, wasn't terribly fast, but it's also an extremely hilly route. It's here in Wingate, so it's not a it's not a fair measure. Um, I hear you. I, I hear you. Like so, so in that case, it's 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 good to run with a stride. Um, yeah. But if it if it was a flat route and 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 you you relied more on the time as opposed to the to the route profile, um, yes, then it's good to enter the time. But but if it's very hilly, then yeah. obviously running in that um, running so that it actually measures measures your actual wattage. I think that um, that would be good. Okay. Cool. Rory, have you got any other questions for for Marcus? Marcus, I don't know if there's anything that you want to add uh, just from a a plan going forward for Rory uh, in the build-up to obviously Tokyo and then then Oceans. Yeah, I think the fact that you got it figured out, and I'm I'm referring to the fact that you know your body by now and you you know that the two-week cycle works best for you, then then stick to what what you know and stick to what you, you know works. And um, that to me is the most important. Um, unfortunately, you know, once again, going back to, to, to not being bored, um, it, it's such a sensitive topic because one, I, well, put it this way. I always try and run with music or new music at least. Yes. Um, just try and mix it up. Yes. Tempo sessions really does keep it interesting. Yeah. Speed sessions, heel sessions. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, uh, there's, there's ways and means of overcoming the boredom thing. Yes. Um, but, to me, it's still very important to one should focus on your engine. I always say engine first, speed second. Um, and I always refer back to the example of when I was training for for my first comrades. I barely did any speed work. I just focused on running at the right intensity when I was supposed to run easy and then running with different people, different groups, uh, different times of the day. I really just mixed it up to keep it interesting. Um, you know, whether it be different routes as well. Um, do do what you what you've done in the past that had worked for you. If it's long runs that really um, you know break you, then I don't know. Try and mix it up and running with people to make time pass quicker or yeah. different clubs. M- maybe just change of scenery in general would be great. But um, like I said, do what you know works for you. 
I mean, the, the times you ran in 2016, I, I worked that out. If I work on your 128 half marathon, that equates to a 305 marathon. That's some solid running. Yes. So, so based on all of those good things, if, if, if you just stick to what you know works, I think you'll be, you'll be, well, you'll be in great shape come, come oceans. Excellent, Marcus. Thank you so much. Eh? Perfect. Cool. Rory, anything for, from you, parting shot? Are you happy days? No, I'm very happy. Thank you so much, Brent, for the opportunity. It's fantastic. I really appreciate it. No worries. And if you've got any questions, pop them in the forums. We love we love having you there. And, uh, yeah, obviously you know where to find us. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to, to following your journey. Enjoy Tokyo. And uh, let's, let's hope we can get you another Sainsbury at Oceans next year. Yeah, for sure. I'll let you guys know. And that's it for this edition of Run with Coach Perry. Thank you so much for listening and uh, for being part of what we do here. Don't forget, if you'd like to get on the podcast, let us know uh, what you are training for. Just use the hashtag BiogenJourney uh, on social media, uh, and we could be giving you a shout and uh, giving you a one-on-one coaching call as well as a training program here uh, at Coach Perry. So make sure you check that out. Don't forget as well, if you'd like to check out our online training platform, the website to get to is coachparry.com forward slash join. That's coachparry.com forward slash join. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, and the rest of the team, it's cheers. Cheers.